the Avenger. The killer of killers. Nice outfit. Well, welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I'm your host, Ray, and today we're looking at The Crow, starring Brandon Lee. This was a comic book adapted movie. It took a long while in post-production to get the film made uh, because of the passing of the lead character, and they had to use a lot of special effects and tricks to get the film completed with a star posthumously gone while filming. Evie can't be with me this week, but for uh, the sake of what we're going to be doing, uh, this movie was a film that we felt like it should be discussed in small detail. We're not going to focus on the tragedy of Brandon Lee. It was done so many years ago. Uh, It spun off, I think, four sequels. Uh, Each one is sort of okay in its own right, Uh, but we're just going to focus on this film. Michael Wincott plays the villain. You have a couple of distinguishedly well-known actors and as i mean ernie hudson you know from as winston from uh, ghostbusters or, or tv series oz or versatile actor you know from the hand that rocks the cradle to uh, you know just whatever you know he's done a lot of stuff so he plays the cop in this one um sophia sheenas plays shelly uh it's a story about a musician eric draven who was murdered on on his wedding night i think it was on halloween and because of a housing issue, these villains wanted the property to go down and then to control it. That's, I mean, the reasoning behind the story itself isn't that important. Uh, it's about a, a person basically who can't die. You know, normally everyone would say, you know, about a man, a person who's trying to survive. The man died. He he has come back from the dead and he can't die. So trying to survive isn't the, the last thing on his mind. He's actually surviving uh, beyond his need to survive and and, and so forth. Um the movie, yeah, it's about a vengeance tale. It's about setting things right. Um, the idea is the crow is a, is kind of like Ghost Rider, where you have a person who walks in line between the living and the dead. The crow is his uh, uh, his vessel, his connection between the real world and the living and the dead. The, the crow is what brings back uh, the soul of Eric Draven to avenge the death of his girlfriend and himself, and to dispatch justice, or if you want to call it justice, or vengeance, or wrath onto those who did him wrong. His superpower is that he can't get killed. I mean, so you can shoot him, cut him up, uh, shoot him again, put swords through him. He has an automatic healing. Uh, apparently, he can't feel the pain. Like, he does feel those bullets and everything. But, like, like Wolverine, he just heals up right after that. It's repetitive. And I think, you know, thinking about, like, uh, I don't know what scene it was that, that took his life. But uh, it changed the industry for safety concerns, especially after what happened on the Alec Baldwin uh, movie Rust, uh, uh, things that should not be happening. And it's sort of timely to have it now because Rust may go back in production. Let's go back to this movie. I was surprised how well it does hold up. Uh, I enjoyed it in that sense. Um, you know, it, I'm not saying it's timeless because it's not, but um, having like a boogeyman character uh seeking revenge it's a walking talking jason Voorhees, but like a character who's sort of like doing he's doing it out of compassion and like ghost rider if you will like he he did it for love he did it for compassion um you know uh he's trying he's trying to save his girlfriend his fiance and and died and uh and the pain that he experiences from what she went through is what saves them at the end that's kind of like i'm kind of giving it away a little bit but it, in itself it's sort of beautiful in a in a well, it's beautiful is not the word i want to use it is a a testament of the writing of the source material 
and, and what the source material had put forth to it. Uh, you had Eddie Furlong, who did the sequel, I think it was, and then you had a couple other ones that follow through it. Um, you know, I still think the, the first is probably the best or the most poignant because the message is pure. I don't know what our email listeners will say, so let's get the email bag. Buford, mailbag song, hit it! Letters. I get letters. So many letters. I have one email from a person by the name of Kitty, and Kitty writes, was surprised to see the film stick so close to the gothic filters and atmosphere of the original comic. There were obviously some tweaking to the source material. I prefer this over reading it. I was glued to my screen, and with the musical score that is fits the feeling of vengeance, my ex was experienced as a viewer seeing the past and the present of Eric Draven was hauntingly mesmerizing. Yeah, it's something about this movie. Because you're seeing the, just the visuals of it and just the gothic feel of it. It's just really good. You know, people once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes, just sometimes, the crow could bring that soul back to put the wrong things right. Like when the crow's flying over, scouring the city, he has the ability to see what the crow was seeing, you know, and it's kind of like a fish. A fisheye hook lens type of thing so it's kind of like a perplexed stretched out view of the world and that's kind of cool too but that is something that's um a, a view of an animal so it's gonna be there's gonna be a slight distortion but it is interesting how they use that utilize that in the story but the world itself uh and the feel the gothic feel to it you know um evanescence bringing to life use a bit of that kind of a seascape look to it the goth noir look to it a dark and grimy city so and they make they refer to Halloween as Hell's Night, and you know they burn a lot of things down. It's like an effigy of things. So I'm guessing that is very truthful to the, to the source material. I've not read the source material or any, or I, mean, I should have read that. So I should have even looked at something of the source material before doing this podcast. I kind of now, in retrospect, kind of feel bad I didn't do that. Uh, but I'm going to say this. I will. I think it's good. I think it holds up still. It's very practical stunt effects. It's very practical in its delivery. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some CGI, obviously, and and of course, the stuff stuff to make sure that he his character is seen throughout. It's CGI. A lot of really smart and, and sophisticated CGI to pull off the idea of a man who's on out passed on still performing on the big screen. So kudos to that. I couldn't tell the difference of what's real. And what's CGI, you know? So in that sense, um, it, it it landed, it it hit its marks, and it did it did justice to uh, both Brandon Lee's character and to the quality of this film, the final product. I'm going. I will say this. I I I did enjoy it. Uh, the villains. I think everyone put their A game. I think probably at some point, uh, knowing what happened, they had to do a lot of reshoots. Uh, and uh, wanted to make sure they put the best possible um, uh, final touches to this movie. You know, especially knowing this would be Brian Lee's last final film, and and giving it what it needs to to be a lasting impression. I think, it, and it is. It's old, but like you, I can watch it, and I still enjoy it. And if I never watched it before, it still holds up enough to really grab my interest. So uh, it's a thumbs up. Like in terms of its quality of performance, it is not like it is no end game it's no marvel piece of action it is a dark uh grounded action film of a, of a character who cannot die 
similar to that of Highlander, similar to that of many other like immortal films. But um, I'd say, you know what? It's worth a watch. Uh, not for its tragic tragic background, but for uh, its story, uh, its, its truthfulness to the context of its origin in terms of uh, comic books and graphic novels and, um, and being able to translate onto the big screen. Or a small screen, depending on how you watch this, and I think it holds up. I think I think it's worth watching, um, and uh, it's just sort of bittersweet to watch. Well, with that, I'm Ray. We'll talk to you later. Take care. You're him, huh? The Avenger, the killer of killers. Nice outfit. Not sure about the face, though. I just want him. <laughs> well, you can have. Him. I see you have made your decision. Now let's see you enforce it. Ah, oh, this is already boring the sh Kill him! That had to hurt. Kill him! He's gone.